Yo, have you heard of LinkedIn Learning? If you haven't, LinkedIn Learning is an American massive open online course provider. It provides video courses taught by industry experts in a variety of subjects. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because Living Corporate is in partnership with LinkedIn Learning to provide diversity, equity, and inclusion courses. Listen, if you're trying to be a better ally, you want to understand better diversity, equity, inclusion strategies, or you just want to learn how to be a better leader, you got to check out the courses on LinkedIn Learning. So check it out. You can do it one of two ways. You can click the link in the show notes or you go to LinkedIn Learning and you search Living Corporate again. Link in the show notes or go to LinkedIn Learning and search Living Corporate. I'll see you over there. Hello and happy Saturday. Happy Martin Luther King birthday. It is Saturday, January 15th, and I am your host, Vonda Page. Welcome to the group chat. And this edition of the group chat is called Radical Power. And in case you are new and welcome, Precious L. Williams, my amazing pitch coach, the amazing Precious L. Williams. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Um, Today, what we're going to be talking about um, on this episode of the group chat, on this episode of Radical Power, what we're really going to be talking about is the power of a sisterhood and the power of connections and relationships. And we're going to be talking about the power of the divine feminine. And so the way that um, this topic came about really um, is an outgrowth of conversations that I started having uh, last year with my friend and colleague, Sana A. Khan. And what we both, as being um, long-term tech professionals, what we both were uh, experiencing throughout our careers is noticing how there is a misappropriation or misunderstanding about how people can use their power, but more specifically, how women in technology, at work, how you can really use your power. And I think that a lot of times what happens is people really believe that people, institutions, systems and structures have more power over them than they actually do. And so Sana and I started having these conversations really around, you know, owning your career your way as a woman in tech, you know, as um, a black or brown, you know, woman um, in the corporate space is really important that you don't shrink, that, you know, it's okay to take up space, that you really focus on, you know, um, not letting the messages and the stories of other people dictate and define how you're going to show up. And so we had these amazing conversations and it really, you know, sparked a whole lot of deeper um, and more detailed topics to come up. And so in, uh, during the fall, I also participated in um, an interracial sisterhood uh, coalition. And what we did in that was really started talking about some of the roots to why there are such um, issues, problems, um, struggles, right, with 
relationships, especially when you're talking about between black women and non-black women. And so this interracial uh, sisterhood was a very good um, opportunity to, for me uh, personally, meet um, and get to know more black women, uh, you know, that are um, on the West Coast that are, you know, actively involved in one way or or another within the diversity, equity, um, and inclusion space. And, you know, it was just really um, important to build some bonds and do stuff different and really try to see, okay, what is this thing all about, right? If you're talking about an interracial sisterhood, you know, what does this really look like? And and, and how do, um, you know, how, how what are the pieces that really make it work? And so within this interracial sisterhood, you know, what we did was a lot of, you know, academic and pedagogical um, sort of look at the history of, you know, gendered racism. And we looked at, you know, the history of separation around gender. And we looked at a lot of things um, from a factual or historical standpoint to really understand what this all is. And, you know, when my sister Iris Houston gets on um, in a bit and we talk about it in more detail, but what we were talking about is like, you know, what is this thing called white supremacy? Um, besides the delusion, right? And besides, you know, a whole bunch of um, serious systems and structures that have been set up from the very beginning, right? Um, to uh, advantage white people and disadvantage, advantage rich white people and disadvantage everyone else. Because I think there has to be a distinction that it was all about money from the door. Um, And so there was that elite class, the ruling class, the gilded class, like now, that wanted to control everything and and, and figure out, hey, what's the best way to make as much money as we can? Oh, capitalism cannot survive without white supremacy, and we all know that. And we also know that um, nobody has given up capitalism without a fight. And we know that capitalism is not going to go away. But what we can do together is we can challenge these systems of oppression. We can uh, take steps to make changes. And one of those steps that we can make is when we have relationships and we're in community with people who are outside of our own community, then we have the opportunity to really drive radical change, which is what I talk about all the time. And through getting that change to happen, we have to tap into power. And the power that we're going to be talking about um, on radical power um, is the power of the divine feminine and the power of relationships. But more specifically, what does that look like when you have camaraderie and compassion and grace and love and forgiveness with a group of women, non-binary people, just people who do not identify as, as male, um, we have to come together. And when we come together, we're going to make big change because we're going to tap into 
all of these things, all of the innate things that make us who we are, the things that make us whole, the things that make us human, the things that make us compassionate, empathetic, authentic, curious, fun, full of joy. We're going to be talking about tapping into that and talking about how that shows up differently, right? Depending on your space and who you are and, you know, what you've experienced. So we all know that our own experiences, our personal experiences, they shape um, what we do, right? They shape our decisions. They shape how we function. They shape our behavior, our interactions, right? And I talk all the time when I'm talking to my, you know, radical change clients and I'm talking specifically about how to help leaders lead change and how to, how to, um, you know, infuse, uh, change in a culture. And I talk about that the leader has to first examine themselves and what they have to examine within themselves are their own beliefs, their own intentions, their own attitudes and their self view in terms of what that is and how it shows up in the world. So recently I've had an experience where someone um, that I'm close to is having trouble really examining who they are their own motivations and, and they're really struggling with something. And so when I think about tapping into the power of the divine feminine, I think, you know, at the, at the root, at the, at the foundation of that is really understanding and accepting and knowing who you are and being okay with that. So we all have flaws. We all have things about ourselves that maybe we, you know, in some way, wish we're different, or we may have things that we see in other people that we wish, oh, I wish I was like this, or I wish I had more of that. And, and, and what I'm suggesting um, and recommending to people is that you don't look outside of yourself, that you mind your own business first, right? And you focus on yourself. And, and when you are able to do that and take that time to be able to say, you know what your stuff is, you know what you're about, you know where some of your blind spots and your pitfalls are and not only knowing them, but acknowledging them and then taking actual steps to make real change and do things differently. And so power basically in, in one sense is basically a way that you think about how you choose to operate in spaces and how you choose to execute on that power. So if I think about people who, um, you know, have um, employers, right? You know that you have to behave within some specific confines at your job. Otherwise, you know, um, that could become tenuous, right? And things could be put in jeopardy. And you darn sure know, those of you who are black and brown, um, non-white skinned passing for the most part, you know that your challenges are going to be different. However, your challenges can be um, addressed, they can be faced, and even conquered um, in productive ways when you're actually looking at it and viewing it from the right way. So... If you are able to say to yourself, okay, well, 
here is where, you know, um, I am, right? Here is where uh, this, I know my weak spots are. Here is where I know, you know, my um, pit, pitfalls are. And you can stay aware of that. Then you can be constantly, you know, um, improving. And it's not like we're not going to all mess up from time to time because we do. But, you know, it's important to get to a piece in your life where you're able to really um, understand who you are, right, in relationship to other people. So I have my friend and sister, Iris Houston. She is joining me today. Hey, hey, Iris. I just started kicking it off. Good to see you, sis. I'm so happy to see your face. Um, so we are live on Living Corporate Network. And this is the uh, Radical Power Show, the group chat show, um, one of uh, a series of different ones. And on this one, you know, we talk about real stuff. We talk about real stuff on everyone. But on this one specifically, we talking about um, you know, the, the power of the divine feminine and, and, and what that's about. But even before that, what I want to do, I want you to say hi, tell people your name, where you at, what's up and how we met. And then I want to just kind of dig into a conversation you and I were having earlier, which was, um, what is this white supremacy thing? So before all that, Hey, how you doing? I think your eyebrows look great. And so, welcome to the group chat. How you doing? Uh, uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got a little echo. I'm wondering, do you have your um a phone or something on? Because this happened the other day. Sometimes it picks up and it makes this weird feedback. If you turn those off, it should fix it. Unless it's the computer. Okay. I turned the phone off. Hold on. Hmm. Is it still doing it? Can you hear me? Yeah, you know what? Do you have any earphones? No. Because sometimes that helps. I don't. Oh, I think I it don't. went away. No, so this is what we have to do. That's okay. I know what to do. This is how we fix this. So when when you talk, I'll go on mute and it should fix it. But here's here's the situation. So, you know, what we're talking about is you know, first and foremost, when we think about how we all as an individual person, right, we, we all come to the table with our own baggage, with our own nonsense, with our own junk, right, with our own experiences. And so when we go to engage in relationships, right, with other people, um, we bring all our baggage and stuff with us. So as we are getting into relationships with people new people right we know we have our own junk that's already there and then we also know that 
if we haven't done any homework on ourselves or any kind of work, right, then um, there's always going to be a, there's always going to be something extra. There's always going to be something extra. So, um, right. So let's, let's get into it. So, so you was, you was, you was, um, you, you was been on the East coast and, um, that's where you are now. I grew up on the East coast, East coast racism, East coast, white people, East coast, black people. I've found there's been a real big difference than, you know, Pacific um, Coast people and definitely Pacific Northwest. And the thing I think that's super interesting, too, is when you're talking about this, you know, anti-racism work, when you're talking about this, you know, uh, um, DEI, you know, equity and inclusion and all this work, and you're talking about, you know, trying to build relationships and, and cohesive stuff, right? with uh, people and specifically non-black people, right? White women, the work is difficult sometimes because the homework hasn't been done. So, you know, when I think about what we started, right? In the, in the sisterhood coalition, the conversations and a lot of it was originally around some of the historic stuff, right? We talked about white feminism and we talked about, you know, how white supremacy has separated, you know, women. And and we talked about that and we did some processing of what that feels like, right. In terms of what does that feel like, you know, when we're talking about it in a group and, and, and how we experience it. But then there's another part to where you actually have to get into doing the work. So, um, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I want to talk about with you, right? Is like, number one, I want you to talk about how we had had a conversation around white supremacy being a, a energy and then let's dig into it because energy and there's an energy in everything, right? And, and we have our own energy. So when we are coming up on an energy that is vile, and vile is literally the word that came to my mind, right? Because it's the vile energy, right? Um, what that's like. And how we experience it. Can I talk? Yeah. So... Um, you're gonna, um, I think the sound is coming from you because when you were talking, it was vibrating as well. Did you, you got me on mute? Okay, fine. I'm gonna back up a little. I don't know if that's gonna help. I'm waiting for that sound to stop. So the thing is, is in all things, know thyself. First principle, right? For anyone. You got to know your boundaries. You got to know your triggers. And when you begin to know yourself, it's easy to understand other people. Because that devil you see in the other person, 
is the same devil that could be within yourself. Black people practice white supremacy upon, amongst themselves and upon themselves all day long. All right. So when you see um, this, um, and I say shaitan or devil, because anything or anyone that tries to destroy, excuse me, destroy you or has their foot on your neck is your devil. All right. So you know, and I, I was um, I studied it with the Nation of Islam. In the Nation of Islam, back in the day when Elijah Muhammad was born, I mean when I mean, you know, was alive. If you entered the masjid before you entered the masjid, you would have to get checked. And then if you left and came back in, you'd have to get checked again. And you have to get checked all the time because the premise was you could come in one way and overnight turn into a demon. So this check needs to be done consistently and constantly. And as we talk about this energy, it's invisible, right? How do you know when it's present? By the fruit that that tree bears, right? But everybody is fronting, right? And we know that fronting is a habit, right? Because you tell one lie, you got to tell another. You got to tell another, you got to tell another. But time is the true test of all things, right? Because no matter what you do, time is going to tell who you are. So when we're talking about, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but you know, if the black man is God, and if we are the true gatekeepers and the original, which is what I was taught. I don't know what other people are taught. So I come from that premise because I understand even in the spectrum of color and in science, white cannot produce black, right? So, and I'm not gonna get into the whole analogy of how I think white people came about. But if we look at white as a recessive gene, in black as a dominant gene, then we know our places. And so you can't lose that place because of trickology. But someone is, you know, playing that, um, what is that game? You know, where you show your hand, you show one hand and another hand is behind the back and it got a whole new thing for you, right? You just want to stay conscious at all times, my, my uncle used to say, watch as well as pray. Keep that third eye open. Whether you believe or not, you should always be conscious. The Bible tells you that about a drunkard spirit. Any book is gonna tell you about being alert. So 
I mean, that's where I'm coming from with this. Boundaries and know that people are human and they're weak and that we all at one point in time can be used by this enemy of ourselves. Because when a person aggresses upon you, they're an enemy to themselves. They're committing offense against themselves and against you. You got to create these boundaries and you got to know who you are and you got to know that spirit that you're dealing with, whether it be your mother, your father, you know, we don't necessarily hate the person, but we hate the act. We got to also step back from emotionalism. We're emotional people, compassionate people. So when these things happen, you know, we get emotional about it. But your recessive partner don't have that type of emotion or compassion. And I don't care how much you like them or you like this one. A fruit, fruit will bear what that tree is. Apples aren't going to give you oranges, right? And you can't let um, this whole idea of nirvana cloud your vision or your goal, period. All right. I'm only going to put you on mute because we got this little feedback while I respond to that. And then I'm going to go back and forth. Cause I can hear it's something, it's something happening in the system here because I'm all muted and everything and it's still doing it. So anyway, I didn't know we were going to church. <laughs> you done took me every, cause I've studied the same stuff you have. And it's so interesting that for me, it takes, um, somebody to all, you know how they say you always got to get pulled back to yourself and somebody got to pull you back to yourself, right? I had a very similar conversation two and a half months ago with Shelby, right? Our other sister, right? That was that. So, so one of the things I know about me is the way I respond and my energy pulls me towards people that I know can help, right? It pulls me towards community, right? So like when I think about, you know, knowing myself, I know that when I am under attack, I know who to go to. I know a call to call up black women. You understand? Like me and you ain't talked in like three weeks. That ain't stopped me from, that ain't stopped me. That ain't stopped me. My best friend who sometimes we might go two weeks without texting or anything. Nothing is stopping that, right? Because the connection is there. The energy, right, of the love and of the, this is what, you know, we're, we are connected. Right. And, and so the energy of it. And so one of the things I mean, you just said so many things I couldn't even like the one of the things that and I talked about this with M this morning. And this is something that I'm saying to all of my um, black women friends is what I want. I need you to pull my coattail on is when I am actively um, ensconced in um, my white supremacist conditioning, which is me always deferring to white people in the professional setting, right? And so engaging in self-sabotage. So so in that setting, right, that professional setting, I like, you know, I'm usually the one that's like, because I'm used to working around nothing but white men, first of all, mostly white Indian men, you know, sex, blah, blah, blah. So I give my point. I say, this is what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. And depending on 
you know, how they respond to me, right, is how is how I show up afterwards. So I may defer, right, to someone, not because they're smarter or because they know more or because they got it together, but because I don't want all of the, the fallout, right, of being called angry, of being this, of being that. So you just say, okay. But that's the go along to get along, right, is because that em- energy of white supremacy makes it more comfortable to go along. But then the other piece is, and to your point around the whole emotionality piece, the other is the impact that it has on you can't really be separate from the thing itself, right? So talk about that. So 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 talk about right why they have their foot on your neck. So talk about it. You want me to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it that you want me to talk about? What I Just want you quick. to talk about is so for me. I can tell that my being, having been in corporate America for all that time, I can see it show up in me. So when you talk about knowing yourself, your, you know, boundary triggers, I, I, with my, my, I guess trigger is when I say something and white people don't listen, I, and I know what I'm talking about. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. And then they don't listen. And I say it again. Not in an emotional way. This is me and my very professional. And then finally I say, well, look, blah, blah, blah. And then I stood, and then I just say, okay, do you. And then I retreat, right? I shrink back and I say, do your thing. Well, now I'm working on that for myself. I'm working on, you know, dealing with my boundaries in a different way. I'm working on showing up for myself the way that I want to show up, which is why do I have to shrink when I know what the hell I'm talking about? Why do I have to defer to somebody who doesn't have the experience, the, the, the information, the knowledge? Why do I have to do any of that, right? And so, and so what I want to talk about and I, what I want to, want to hear from you is, as, as a person who is, I'm trying to, I'm trying to level up from the standpoint of not allowing the white supremacist conditioning that I got over my career, as an example, right, throughout my life, being mostly in white spaces, of that way that I'm interacting. Because in this situation um, that I'm in now, right, I'm trying to work work through it for myself. So it's healing that has to take place. So talk about it. So we live in such a society really the whole society society to me is one of a narcissism and then they gaslight you and tell you it's not happening then they give you crumbs and they say see we accept you 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 you're one of us only to turn around and do that fuck shit all over again so it's a constant game, you know. And if you were taught, like you said, how I was taught, then you know that's called technology, right? And this is how the whole world was conquered. And indigenous people lost all their, their everything, right? So people can say, oh, well, you know, Nation of Islam or, you know, Black Panthers or these people are terrorists. 
while they aggress upon you the same thing that they accuse you of doing. And that's their game. That that whole game, that's their script. That's like that's written in their Bible or perhaps in their DNA. You can't change DNA. Just like our harms and, and the things that have happened to us have affected us on a cellular level. They say for at least three generations that trauma is embedded in your, your cells. It's called epigenetics. When you're in a position and you're being terrorized, because that's what it is, white pitch, pictures of white Jesus, pictures of beauty of white women, that's terrorism. I remember the first time I went to Jamaica and I saw uh, black people in high positions, I wanted to get down on the ground and kiss it. Because every day, all we see is everything that's right is white. And everything that's black is crime, is violence. And the whole the whole reason why this country has been established is through aggression and terror. As the victim, as that. And then you live down to other people's expectations. And so what you have to do is to heal. It's not about leveling up. You're fine. What you need to do is heal. And to, and to minimize the aggression against you. You can't heal if you're still being beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're still being beat down, you know, what are you doing? You know? Okay, okay. That's what I needed to hear. Okay, because, because okay, so maybe. Make it make so, sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So here's, so, oh, girl, I got chills right now. I start getting in the. Getting on a plane and coming to Baltimore. Uh, I'm not in Baltimore. I'm in Virginia. But but I was thinking BWI Airport. Then I oh yeah, okay. Or because I uh, does, no or Dallas, Dallas Airport. Yeah, I could do Dallas. Or Reagan. I'm even I'm closer to Reagan. National. Okay, then I could do a straight uh, a direct to Reagan. Okay, so anyway, so that's what we're gonna do. So twenty minutes I, from I'm twenty minutes from Reagan Airport. Okay, then I okay then I'm there. Wait, yeah, easy peasy. Okay. okay, so that's first of all. Second is. You you just said something that just took me to another level because, you know, I retired from corporate America on December 3rd and my plan, well, I'm going to say it because I'm manifesting it. I'm not going back. I am not going back into working for any company. That's it. <laughs> I'm not going back. I work for myself. I have three companies. I have Radical Change LLC. I have B-Page Ventures, which... I've had that company for seven years, and now I have opposite suppressed and these other things. So I'm not going back. I know I don't need to. But while I was there, what you just said about fixing things, you know, how you going to make something work when you're being beat, right? And I remember every time I switch jobs or I switch companies because I've been my same career, right? But whenever I switch companies and I went in with to this company, 
listening to their words, listening to them tell me we about diversity and inclusion or we about this or we about that. And yeah, we're going to put you on the right trajectory to go where you need to. Yeah, same old, same old, right? Da, 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 da. And every time, and I, I, I always tell people, I feel like every time I fell for the okie doke, I fell for, like, why am I listening? Mm-hmm. Like, I, but, but I can't blame nobody but me because what you see is what you see. And people, what, what people do is how they are. So if somebody do you dirty, that's, they are dirty. If somebody do you nasty, they are nasty. If somebody do you jacked up, they are. And so it's, it's like you, it's like I'm perpetu- per- participating. I'm participating voluntarily, voluntarily, because I don't work at no company now. I'm not a slave to a check, right? My, who I want to be my friend, we, I think we, we're colleagues, kind of. John Graham talks about, right, plantation theory. In corporate, in education, academia, it don't matter. The struggle between freedom and security of a black professional, right? And you have those wounds. And they don't go away. And then if you're it, being beat at the same time, which makes me think about, I remember when I was a kid, and I think, I hope this doesn't, you know, hurt nobody. And, it, like, it, I'll give a little trigger warning, I guess. But I used to get hit, okay? And... I got to a point in my lifetime, Iris, where it didn't matter getting hit. Like, getting hit didn't bother me. Because I'm like, oh, that's all you got? And literally, I remember having an incident with my first husband. And he pushed me or something. And I just, like, beefed up because I was like, because you have so many scars. You've been hit so many times that you're like, what's one more? And I and, and 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 I talked to my therapist about this, you know, I have talked about it when I was in corporate America. I haven't thought about it, but now as I'm moving into a different space, right, and doing work with people, people in them same behaviors, that same energy, mm-hmm, that same energy, it travels because it is an energy. So if it's in a person, it's in that person, whether they in California, Baltimore, Virginia, Mexico, or Kuala Lumpur. It's right there with them. And so for me to normalize this violence on myself, which I did as a kid, you know, I did it as a young woman and I've been doing it in corporate the whole time. That's probably why when I read Mendel's book, the second book, the first time, and she talks about healing from workplace racial trauma, I could, I was like, like, I was like, like, I could tell how much my stuff is because every time I read a book or I hear somebody tell me, about an experience they having at work with white violence, I'm like, it, like, I feel it, you know? And this week, the thing that happened with me was so bad. Iris, I was in the bed for three days. And it didn't dawn on me what happened until I told my therapist, because I was talking to him, and he was like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm in the bed. He was like, right? And then we started uncovering it, right? But I have the wounds, I have the scars, and I'm still doing it, right? And so if I'm in that environment, I, I have to extra, extricate myself out, right? So it follows you, right? If it, See? It pulls you. And so what, what's familiar to me? If I've been in corporate America, in white spaces, working for white people, and around white people, controlling me for my check, for 37 years they've been controlling me for my tech but more so for the benefits because i never really worried about the money for me it was 
health benefits for me and my kid. You know, as a mom, especially, you want to have benefits. So thinking about the violence that I allowed, the violence that was perpetrated on me was so common, right? And it was happening all the time. So it's it has followed me and I can see it. So I'm trying to have, you know, work through um, a business project with a person that is doing the same shit to me. And I literally, Iris, I had said it in the most detailed way. And I even had another white person say the exact thing I said to this person in different ways, meaning using different terms, you know, and in a totally calm, unemotional way, not in even any way, like I'm talking to you, like in a very, and this person is like, I apologize, I'll make it better. And then they did something else. And then it was the next day and the next day. And it's ongoing. So I'm in it. So now I see what you're saying. And it, and it helps me think back to what my therapist was like, okay, this is the result of the trauma. Like this is you in it, trying to just survive and navigate. That's why you in the damn bed. And so let me just say this, that your trauma and that happened in your childhood, you know, and so it's not the white people or your, your surroundings. It just, you know, yeah, you know, it's just continuous, you know, but it's first trauma and the first violence was, was, was aggressed upon you in your childhood based upon what you yourself have said. Right. So it wasn't a color, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, in fact, it was your own people, your own blood that did this to you. So, you know, again, that's why I'm saying, you know, when you're looking at this thing, you know, you got to be unemotional because you got to be able to say, no, mother, mother, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and fuck you too. You know what I'm saying? And fuck all y'all because I ain't about this. And they'll tell you, your family will say, well, you're just like us. No, 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 you know. And you must really separate yourself, you know, verbally, you know, because it starts, everything starts off as a thought, right? So, you know, you, you think that, you know, you have to think, no, I'm different. And then you go on with that thought and you put that thought into action and you totally separate yourself from that, from that. And eventually as you continue and you have to nip shit in the butt from the beginning, from the first moment i had a friend that and i just thought she was crazy she would be in these white spaces and someone would say something to her out of the way and before they could get it out their mouth she knew it was coming because you know it's coming because your whole body feels it your spirit your soul knows the soul knows what you don't so before they could even get it out they may start like this and she'll say no 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 uh 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 before you don't don't even go there don't don't start it don't start. And they're like, but, but, but don't do it. So before it even starts, you need to cut that shit at the root, at the root, because you know, all you doing is you chopping down. It's like, you got a weed and you just chopping the weed down, but that root is still in the ground. It's going to keep coming back. It's going to keep coming back. And there's something about trauma and abuse. When you come from that, when you, that it opens, like I talk about portals, right? And it, and, and, you know, people can, you could think I'm crazy or you, you know, but there's things that are unseen that we don't even know about. We haven't even talked about, right? So abuse is one, to me, 
because I come from um, an environment of emotional abuse. Abuse is abuse, and emotional abuse is worse than physical abuse. Because like you said, the physical abuse should be like, okay, give me the hit, that's it, I'm getting that hit, and you know, that's it. So you open up portals, and when you open up portals, you you letting certain things out, energies, certain energies out, and it's deep, it's gin, call it gin, call Call it whatever you want to call it, Jen, J-I-N-N. You call it whatever you want to call it. It's real. When you open up these portals, you let these demons out. You know the genie in a bottle? You take the top off the bottle and that thing. Yeah, once that comes out, that's it. It's free game. It's free game on you. And it follows you. It follows you. You know, meditation, prayer, sage, incense affirmations, you know, for every negative thing that happens to you, they say you got to do at least 10 or 11 positive things for yourself. If somebody aggresses upon you, go get your feet did, go get your nails done, go get your get a facial, do all these things of self-care. Because that's one thing they don't teach us about self-care. My, my son has a Sunday, is self-care Sunday where you, you know, he'll do facials, he'll do all these things. Please incorporate that in your lives, you know, as black women, as black people, because every day you are being aggressed upon, either psychologically, physically, you know, and now black folks have lost their minds so much so that black men think they could just kill us. And they're killing black women and aggressing about, and they've been doing stuff to black women. But now they've joined in on premises and they are destroying us. It's an energy, folks. It's an energy. And you've got to be able to notice when it's happening. Your body's going to tense up. Your stomach going to feel sick. You, you may have to feel like you got to take a shit. You know, all kinds of things are going to happen to you to tell you danger, 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 danger. Pro stress will destroy you. That's why they say, oh, stress is a silent killer. It is. So when you're being aggressed upon, you got to know, like, pay attention to what your body's doing. You may be, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell that, but your body is, like, tensing up. Heart may be yep. racing. Scalp may be, so it may start sweating. You, These are just the outward manifestations. But internally, what is really happening? And then people wonder why we're at the top of the list for diabetes, heart disease, cancer. All this upon us day to day. When you're going into a bodega, the local bodega, you know, um, when people are serving other people and ignoring you, you know, and, it, you know, and even your own kind and even your own family. So, you know, I say that like every fight, every battle ain't yours. You want to, mm. you ain't going to be checking this and checking that, checking this. What you need to do is pivot and exit. That's what you and trust yourself to know that the next opportunity is the best opportunity. Because, and again, it says oppression is worse than death. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Matter of fact, I know that. I know that. That's why the fools was climbing a wall up on a Capitol here in Washington, D.C., January 6th. Give me liberty or give me death. Give me death. Mm-hmm. 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 
Because mm-hmm. the death of your soul is the death of you as an individual. You just become then an empty, spineless shell. So Agree. if you stand for something, you know, you're not going to fall for anything. So at the moment you feel that you're being violated, whether by a, be a person's talk, you know, I had a um, lady, um, okay, we had this huge storm, real quick, huge storm last week. Um, and I, when I left out, I leave early, I leave out early in the morning. I'm just hustling, doing what I got to do so I can get to this next level, right? Every, I'm sure that well, everybody that I work for don't even have an, an iota of my education, my class or anything. But I don't think about that. I think about the next level, where I'm trying to get. So I'm hustling. I, I leave out, it's raining. I'm from New York. Like, oh, rain, the snow is never going to hit. It'll never stick. I get, as soon as I get to my location, man, that snow is sticking and it's coming down faster than I've ever seen anything happen. So I call my company that I'm working for and I'm like, look, it's snowing. So they're like, well, you know, here they go. Here they go. Because everybody's practicing white supremacy. Because everybody. White supremacy is about exploitation. It's capitalism. And it's racism. All intertwined and interacting at that intersectionality, right? So they're like, oh, you know, um, nobody's there. You need to, you need to just wait to see what's going on. So I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, I'm watching. I'm like, my spirit is saying, leave, leave. And I'm like, trying to be a good one, you know, because you always be coming wanting to do our best, right? That's just a natural thing. You got this, you know, you got this ethic about the way you do things. And it's not your fault, you know? But it's nice to be nice, but not too nice. Check that. So anyway, so here we are now at 9 a.m., you know, and I get a hold of the manager. And I'm like, it's snowing. Meanwhile, she's in the comforts of her home. An hour away from where I live. And where I live, it gets worse because I'm in, in a rural area. So I'm like, I'm in Alexandria and I live in Dumfries. No one Oh, I know where you are. Okay, so I'm working in Alexandria, but I live in Dumfries. And so I'm I'm talking to her, and I'm gonna call you know her. I'm gonna call her Karen. She's a Karen. And so she says, "Well, um, well, if you leave, just just hey, take my cell number down. She never gave me her cell number before. She don't even acknowledge me any other day. Take my." Cell but because I'm doing something for her and it benefits her, now I can have her cell number. I'll take my cell number down. And if you should decide to leave, decide to leave, like my, what? So, so I decided three minutes after I got off the phone with her, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave here. Now, when people start talking that little stuff, well, I'm, if you, you have to do what you think is best for you. See? got me pissed off you know because i'm risking my life coming out here just to do what i gotta do now you're playing now you're playing with me right so now i'm like yeah you're right okay and i left meanwhile i got stuck for five hours on i-95 do you know but she was in the comforts of her home i came when i came back in and when i got stuck on 495 on the highway with all the tractor trails and everything behind me my car wouldn't move because I don't have all-wheel drive, right? And I was going up, and my car got stuck, and I was screaming. The agency called me back and said, Karen, Karen wants to know if you would turn around. I was like, oh, 
walk on a highway. I get home. I finally get home five hours later. I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized. The next day, I'm like, I'm not going in. I'm not. They call me. Uh, Karen wants to know. I said, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. When I finally get face to face with Karen, four days later, she did one of these numbers. Hands across. I'd never seen this shit. She was like, she put her hands like this, and she, I, I guess that was like non-aggressive. I don't, because you know they got all kinds of signs and shit that they do. Um, and you know, like this, and leaned in a little bit. Mm-hmm. What do you think that if you would have stayed all day, that at the end of the day it would have been better? I mean, because it was going to be bad no matter what. I said, man. That there were twenty, there were that people were stuck on I ninety five for twenty four hours. How you rocking back and forth? Check how you walk. Check out how your behavior is. See, 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 see. I said, do you realize? And then I said, As a matter of fact, where do you live? She said, well, I'm blocks away. I said, then we don't even have nothing else to discuss. What are we discussing? You don't know. You can't relate, and it's okay. Your ass back there and do what the fuck you ain't been doing. You gonna have everybody else doing anyway. Ooh. But the only way, I, the only reason that I can say that and be that now is because I haven't worked for anyone since 2011. They just won't hire me. <laughs> they won't hire me, you know. And it gets to the point where you're, 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 you're who you are perceived who. It, it eventually as you decompress and heal and it's going to take years right it's going to take years even with counseling it's going to take years it's going to take a long time you can't even put you don't know all these things are so deeply embedded in your body and in your psyche you know what I'm saying so so when you get to that space, see, I've been, I've been, this has been growing up in me for years since I was a little girl. And my uncle said, you better be careful. Here you go. You better be careful. You won't get in trouble. You know, <laughs> you know, so he scared me. So I just shut up. That mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just shut up because he told me that Christianity teaches you that. Yes, it does. It gets you in check. Slaves obey your master. Slaves right. obey your master. I remember yeah. being taught in church that your master is anybody with any authority over you. Definitely your job. Definitely your job. Definitely your parents. Definitely any, if you in a club, it's the president. If you this, it's the whatever. And so that conditioning, I mean, this is like, like I'm just like. It's the things that get you stuck, though. You got to be willing to shed all that shit you thought you knew and everything that you thought was valuable. See, because money is their God. Yes, it is. Money is the God for America. They don't give a shit about you. You get sick and watch with their insurance. You want their insurance or get sick and see what happens. Have a car accident and see if Geico don't drop your ass with the quickness, okay? So the thing is, is that you got to learn to do without. And to right. and you really, really have to stand for something or go for anything. And you're gonna have to you may learn to fast, learn to fast, please, because you you may you may have to not have as much. 
You oh, know, I do. Mm-hmm. Your priorities, get your change those priorities because your priorities weren't even yours in the first place. You were told what should be your priority. Get that straight with yourself. It's all inside work. Nothing that is happening here has to do with anybody on the outside. It has to be, mm-hmm. That work has to be done with yourself. And, and the work is healing. It's just it's, it's healing. You have to heal. And that takes time. That takes, because you're doing things just out of habit now. You know, it's just like, you're not, it's like, you're like a puppet on a string. All of us are. Yeah, all of us, all of us. And you're going this way. Wave that and we going this way. We going Heather and they, we, we, we have no, you know, we got to be able to go without, to do without and to, to really reorganize, refocus and ground. And like I said, for every negative thing that happens to you or that says to you, you got to do 10 or 11 positive things. That's just what I think the universal law. Uh, yeah. Because the negativity is that in, intense and that strong. And now, you know, as far as, you know, this lady, Miss Karen or whoever, you know, I realize I'm like, she's just dumb. Like, she's just dumb. Like, she is so out of touch, you know, with reality. And then when I talk to other people, they're having the same experiences. So it's not even just a black and white thing. You just dumb. You just yeah. got a job because you were white. You know what I'm saying? And you kiss ass. And so you're being put in a position of power, which creates more for the people that work under you because they don't even have any leadership. You're not mm-hmm. even thing here. You know what I'm saying? You might have worked at Walmart, if that. And now you're a manager. I de- it's like they, I declared you king. <laughs> you know, they got a goddamn wand and they're just giving, giving out titles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. And that's the reality of it. And once you know that that's what you're dealing with, then you better are able to maneuver in this shit. But if you think shit's fair... And it's going to be fair. You're 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 misguided, you're and misled. And that's just you know, like I said, the heal is healing that needs to take place. No, you don't need to level up. You've leveled up. You're probably the hardest work. Black people and black women, especially, are the hardest work. We we I've leveled up. I'm have I have a master's degree and I'm working as a as a concierge. You know what I'm saying? I have significant mm-hmm. paralegal, a legal researcher. You know what I'm saying? I've written, I've done, I've raised four sons, black sons. I've got a multiply handicapped son that I, I advocated for. How much leveling up, goddammit, do I have a licensed insurance agent? This and shit. What am I? I got all this shit. I am still going to level up. My nigga. Okay, it's time to really just really see what you're dealing with. The fight is the fight is not yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, and every battle ain't for you to fight. You know what I'm saying? That's on them, and that's their salvation, whether they believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's the only way you're going to get there. Massages, chiropractor, facials, sex. I don't know quickies. I don't know good food, anything or. I don't know. Just things that feel good and help you release that fucking pain. That's Iris, I love you. I love you. See, so let me just say, I, I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in to what my needs are. What I'm not tapped into, obviously, is how to get, you know, how to, because I do that stuff, but I don't do it probably when I need to like I did I gave myself a mini facial yesterday when I got out the bed and kind of like but like I don't I never think about doing it in response to trauma and triggers because you know what I do when I get triggered I usually start exercising 
and like doing like physical physicality stuff because it's like that's how I know it's trapped in my body and then what happened is I was telling my therapist my glutes and hamstrings was so sore from all these I probably did like and I probably did like 2,000 squats like when I tell you when I say I go exercise hard like I'll be like on the floor doing you know eight sets of 20 push-ups right like you know you know doing it so you know I, I when I think about processing this and the healing I told like I, I, I want all of that stuff I'll Listen, it, I, it ain't nothing but a thing for me to be like, okay, massage today, acupuncture, this and that, because I know that that stuff stay is- Stay hydrated. Drink water. Oh, drink I, a lot of I water. drink water and tea all Magnesium, day. ashwagandha, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yup, all of it. Inflammation, all that Listen, stuff creates mom, inflammation, mom. and inflammation creates disease, okay? So that's the, the health piece of this yep. that we're talking about. Because all of this is interconnected. You know, I can speak about the spiritual piece, but I also need to tell you, this is where, why black women after a certain age lose their hair. You know what I'm saying? It's stress. It's ongoing stress, you know? And then you got, you come home and then, you know, then you got the man acting like the white man at work in the household. You know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, you know, everybody's trying to be, achieve this fake, false superiority over another person, but it, in doing that, they have to step on you or project project their shit on you all day long. That's the only yep. way. And you are acquiesced. You acquiesce it. You are acquiescent in the whole situation by allowing and putting another man as God or another woman as God above you. All above you. Money, or they have a house or they have these things. Whereas this is like this COVID-19. I used to say death is the great equalizer, right? Because all of us, all of us are going in the same space, right? You know, and they even got that shit segregated. They got black people in the same grade together. You know, this shit is really, really sick. And this is really sick. You know, we it really, really is. have to really look at, really look at, at what we're dealing with so that you can not become part of the psychosis. These people are psychotic, you know, <clears throat> not just white people, black people too, because, you know, in order for us to get to this place, there were people that were acquiescing in 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 our demise as well that look like you and I. That's right. That's you know? right. So let's let's start the first devil. If the black man is the original man, then the first devil was a black devil. That's right. That's so right. You call him whatever you want to call him, the crazy scientist, whatever. Call him Adam. I don't know. Call him whatever. But you you gotta understand that you know at the end of the day, it's righteousness. It's righteousness. It's what's righteous. It's what's righteous. And you have to be, you know, you know, the first law of Mayada, one of the laws of Mayada is to not bring harm to yourself. Mm. And you bring harm to yourself when you're acquiescence in, in allowing someone to violate you, whether it be uh-huh. by, whether it be by what you see or whether it be by what you hear. What you hear. You should not be, you should not allow before that source, before somebody come out and call you or say something that you know is not going to be, say, save it. Shut it down. I don't need to know how you think about me. It's not my business. It's your business. And you need to just move on. Because once that shit is in the air, you ain't shit. You know, it's already out. It's out. You want to stop it before it gets to that. 
you know, I guess that's where the monkeys come from. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Watch what you say. Watch what you see. Watch what you see and watch what you because listen to. Because you can't unsee. You may see somebody raped or murdered. You That stays right there. Healing is what we need. We need healing. Serious healing. Time away. You know, every 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 email don't need to be answered. Like with the shenanigans that's going on with, with homegirl. You know, like, you know, you like... Uh, you know, I, sometimes I just look at, I'd be like, really? Really? Like this white woman, an elderly woman, where I'm working, and I'm working in a luxury, you know, apartment complex, so the people are just used to having everything catered to them. So she's from she's from Alabama, Mississippi, I won't forget that, by way of these <laughs> of the worst places, and you're in Northern Virginia, which is a commonwealth. Okay. Right. Right. So every time you come with your dog that's barking crazy, you know, you got something to say, oh, how you doing? Because you know, and just as nice as pie. And, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. So she's just trying to figure out if me and her are the same age. Why you want to know about me? What you need to know about me? You don't need to know nothing except I'm getting your motherfucking package. And I'm right. Right. You don't need to know nothing personal. About, I don't know how you are. You know, they say throw subliminals out there. But I don't know how old you are. So Okay. Fuck- months and months of saying that because she thought because basically we're acquiescence and say oh i'm this we volunteer no you don't need to know nothing about me because you may when you know about me so just don't go there with me because i'm taking it if you if you come at me i'm it comes out now it's like Tourette's like i got Tourette's i'm not quiet anymore because i haven't worked for anyone and i have been at my i've lost everything See, when you lose everything, you ain't got shit else to lose. So she said, oh, by the way, you know, so now she's going to come like, you know, like I said, they got this sleight of hand. They be coming left and right. <laughs> so here she come. Here she come. I don't know how old you are. By the way, how old are you? I said, I'm 100. <laughs> you said, I said, I'm 100. I said, you know damn well not to ask a woman of a certain age how old they are. And why, why does he need to know? Why do you, because people have to put you in a box and you have to live down to other people's expectations. So they'll have ammunition within which to slaughter you with. See, the, if I know you and I know your weaknesses, see, that's yeah. what it's about. You know, so my cousin used to say when people ask him questions, like, what's it to you? And I used to think, wow, oh, he's so cold. But now, but when he would say to people, when they ask him a question, and he felt like they were stepping over boundaries and he would say, what's it to you? They would stop and they wouldn't fuck with him no more. So I'm, I, that's my new crate. That is my new, that is, sit down and gather you. Oh, okay. She likes this. Oh, she, oh, she doesn't. So now we got, we got ammunition within which to play with you with. Oh, today yeah. oh, she got an illness. So, um, you know, they'll go with you, you know, oh, you, you called in sick, they'll go, and then, and then about the fourth time, they'll be like, well, your your sickness is taken away from your job. You now that becomes an issue. You know, so, you know, boundaries, healing, healing, healing is the most important thing. You gotta be in your right mind, yo. Yeah, yeah. You're not I in your I right know. mind. Yo, you're you gonna do your own self and, and And you can't blame nobody. You can't blame nobody. There's nobody going to come and rescue you because you know and you've been forewarned and you ignored your own self. 
You're God. You are your own God. God is within you. It's not other people. It's not outside of you. And if you are not listening to your inner self, then you are betraying your own self and you are acquiescing in the abuse that you are suffering and you deserve what you get. Now, what if that's life? What if that's how life is? You get what you get. Because you didn't trust yourself enough to know. Step away from that. No, sis. Pivot. It's time to pivot. It's a time to hold and it's a time to fold. And you got to know timing is everything. It is. You got to know when it's time to let shit go. Like this time has expired. Like bottles, like containers, like anything. Okay. It was good. This has been a good run. It's over. What do you mean it's over? What do you mean? It's over. Yeah. It's It's over. over. It's a time limit. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And you got to pivot and walk. Yeah. And you can't look back. Yeah. Because you will turn to salt. You will be frozen. You will stay stuck. You will be still. It has happened already to me. It's happened to me in other relationships. So I have learned it. But so so when I was this, oh my God, I love you so much. When, 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 when I, when we had the, the, the part of the conversation about leveling up and how much more leveling up can I do? You right. Because I'm thinking I could level up in terms of how I deal with people. I'm thinking I could level up in how I, you know, um, deal, but it's like, but you're right. And I, and, and, and it's funny. Did you ever see the movie queen and slim? Did you ever see queen and slim? So there's a scene in queen and slim where, uh, Daniel, Asks, um, and I can't think of the sister's name, but you know, beautiful black tall woman, beautiful. He asked her in the movie, she's a lawyer, and he says, You like being a lawyer? She's like, Yeah. He says, Are you a good lawyer? She says, I'm an excellent lawyer. And he says, Why black people got to be excellent about everything? Why you can't just be right? Right? Right. And it's nothing you could do. And that's, and so you know that that comes from me being a kid. That thing, thinking if I act a certain way and and do this, then people won't do that. But I know cognitively that that's right, right? But it goes to, it shows how much more healing that I have to do to myself because for myself, right? Because you think that if you just, if you just, if you just, and it's going to affect how other people treat you, and it never does. Because it's nothing you as an individual can do to make anybody act a certain way. You, it's nothing you as a person have no control. And I learned this years ago. You only can control yourself and barely that. You can't control dogs from barking, kids from acting up, people from doing shit. You cannot control anybody, but you can focus on you, right? You think about, I was telling M earlier how black people, we have a whole thing like mind your own business, focus on yourself, blah, blah, blah. Whereas they, they have a lot of different right and how that whole thing is and when I was thinking about my conditioning right into how this works right into this into and my own self compliance is that is a term but my self complicity I guess in in it I can feel it and and see it and then I'm like why am I doing it And, and so it goes to show the level of the trauma and the impact of it right and, and like I bounced with my family, I had to bounce with this work relationship and I've had to do that. And it's something about, you know, work, right. And the nature of work and how we think about it and our relationship to it and all of that. Right. Um, what do I need to be learning? Yeah. 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 And I think 
for this one, I love that expression because for this, for me, it was, I'm learning, I think, that I have to step into me. And just like I walked away from my entire family, I literally only talked to two people. And I have a big black family, like a lot of people got, because I said, I'm not going to stay in relationships with pedophiles, people who support pedophiles, people who beat their wives, people who lie and steal. I said, I can't do it. I'm out. Deuces. And so it's always hard for me, right, to do this in a professional setting. But just like I cared for myself and extricated myself from family members who was harmful, then I should extricate myself from professional relationships that are harmful, even though I wanted it to be something else in a personal relationship. But I should, because I deserve that, because I owe that to myself, to not let myself stay in abusive relationships, whether they're physical, emotional, financial, terroristic, or otherwise. So family is frequency, right? We all talk about energy. Family is frequency. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you vibe with your tribe, you know, period. You know, you you create your family, you know, and mm-hmm. what what your family to be, that's the first thing. The 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 second your family, you're born into these families because these families are human beings. And these families are really just they're just uh, the people that are you're going to be meeting also on your journey in life. So, you know, just like your uncle, you know, that was in the room, that was a pedophile, there's pedophiles amongst us. You know what I'm saying? He's that first example of what you're going to meet. They're all your examples of what you're going to meet in this world. You know, so perhaps, I don't know how you, your your journey, right? Your sojourn, your sojourn through this life. I don't know. Only Allah and you know, right? So I'm saying, you know, perhaps, you know, when leaving that behind because they were all black, you know, you went into different spaces and they that happened to be Caucasian and you thought you was going to have a different experience. You knew that there were certain things about uh, um, 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 white people. But, uh, it, you know, because this is what we do too, because we can hate something so much, right? And detest something so much. So much is stays right up here that, God damn it, if you don't attract that same shit, but it comes in a different way. Yeah. Comes in a different form. You know, so I don't say, you know, that, that's why they say, okay, well, forgiving. I don't necessarily say forgiveness because forgiveness to me is for slaves. I've never felt like that before. Of course, I, you turn your other cheek and all that shit. But forgiveness is for slaves. Humility is for slaves. No, you don't have to forgive them. You know what I'm saying? You can hate them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And in a healthy way. Hate in a is healthy good. Way. Hate is healthy. Yes. Health, right. It's right an emotion. It's good. Because hate can propel you out of situations. Oh, I hate this shit. You know? But let's not obsess so much about it so that we don't realize that we're turning into that thing that we hate. Or we're attracting that thing now in, in different ways because we haven't we haven't completed that journey. You know, we haven't closed that, really closed that door in the way that it should be closed, right? So now we're going to have it again, but now it's going to come in a different form. But it's going to be the same old shit. It's the same old shit. And, and you, when the more you stir shit, the more that shit stink, right? Yeah. It's going to get better. There's nothing you could do. You got to deal with the whole, the, the, the root of that shit. And the root is coming from the family. And you got to remember, okay, my uncle's this, my aunt's this, they ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of dang shit people out here. And it could be in any form. It could be my mother-in-law. It could be this. It could be a child. I hate to say it. Because some yep. people made for the fire. Everybody ain't good. 
Some people fucking all they right there is just creating more coal for their ass to burn in a hellfire. And that's it. And don't be sitting there thinking, oh no, it's not like they contained. No. So, you know, when you can be real with yourself. <clears throat> I'm in some fucked up. This is really fucked up right now. I don't like shit. You know what I'm saying? I got to get out. I don't want to deal with this shit no more. I don't want to experience this. I got to move myself out of it. And, and, and in time, the way it should be done in a way that's, that's pleasing to the universe so that you can do, okay, next level, new devil. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Next, next level, level, new, new devil. devil. Life right. is, the, this, this, these grounds are, we're here in school. Life is school. This is school. We're getting educated. We're learning. So whenever, whatever happens to us when we leave this space, let's help that we elevate, that we've done, God can say, or whoever can say, job well done. Now you can be an angel or whatever you're going to be because none of us know. But this is a, this all is a test. And if you don't pass this test, so I say don't get emotional about yeah. it. This person, because when you're getting angry, your heart is beating fast. Your your you know your veins are constricted. You may not feel it because you all in the moment. You yeah, know? doing that shit. Keep doing that enough, and your heart gonna be like after about 15, 20 years. Because we're aggressed upon all day long in all the car, driving, people looking at you, people staring at you. <laughs> well, because you know my my following son, you in the store. Me, they keep. They keep watching me, ma. Why are people watching me? I'm like, well, how would you know that they watching you if you wasn't watching them? Because I could feel it. And I said, then you need to remove yourself from the situation and step aside or hit pause. Anytime, just hit pause and just stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just whatever you're doing, just stop. Go to sleep on it. Go go home. Do, do Revert. Go a different way. Because you may be getting pulled into the, the shaitan snare. It may yeah. be something that's pulling you in pulling you back and now you're like you're angry and you're going back and you're fighting a fight that you needed to do resolve from fucking 10 years ago with now in the whole present you know so you just gotta watch yourself always be in just try to stay present in your mm-hmm. own uh oh yeah you know just just being aware like oh go ahead yeah and if I would have stayed more present then two months ago, I would have made a different decision and we wouldn't, we would be having a different conversation right now. We would still be talking, but we would be talking about something else. Like we wouldn't be on this one thing. We might be, you know what I mean? Because to your point around when you said, your son said, you said, how you know they look at He said, I could feel it. See, I have a thing. And I guess this happens with a lot of us, right? Where over time, because anytime we expressed a feeling or something, we were told, right, not, you know, you can't, you shouldn't feel like this or it's not this or invalidated. So now when I do know that I'm sensing something, if I'm not paying attention to it, then I'll ignore it. But these signs always have been there. And, you know, always, right? Always. All these signs always been there. So, so now, right, this ain't no freaking surprise. It's just like, you know, if you ever had anybody who's ever been in an abusive relationship, when the first time that person said something slick out their mouth and you was like, ooh, ooh, you knew. But is did you ignore it or did you? So, so 
I can put that into a thousand different situations, professional, personal, and other, right? And 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 what I decided, and I'm so glad today is January 15th because I'm gonna, I'm I'm a date person, and I like to like, I like to have significance with certain things, and it helps me remember. So I'm going to remember that on Martin Luther King's birthday of 2022, that we were conversating, and one of the main things, the main one of the main takeaways for myself is. If I don't stand up for myself and I don't take care of myself and I don't, then I'm letting violence happen to me. Um, and I don't have to do that because I don't work in corporate America. So I don't have no, nobody is dangling my health insurance over me. Nobody is dangling a paycheck over me. Nobody is dangling homelessness over me right now. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't need to allow this to continue. Because I don't need it. Like I was thinking about Jamie Foxx. I don't need it. You know that song? I don't need it, right? I was thinking about that last night. Like, I don't need this bullshit. Period, right? Because I'm on the tip of driving change, of of helping people understand, first of all, the power that they have. So how I'm going to be out here telling people, you know, use your power, use this and that. And then, you know, I'm not doing it. So you're being, you being pulled hither, here, and there. Hither and there. That's right. That's right. You're being right? pulled. Let's check this out, right? How does the universe know it's a corporate environment or it's a business? How does the, how can the it universe? It doesn't. Yeah. Well, how does God know or the most high or your higher self know, okay, now we're in a bit, you know, we have been condi- conditioned. But see, I say, and I've said it all along, that a corporate environment, they call it corporate thugging. You know you on the streets. You on the streets. Oh, when you when you in the corporate you you on the streets. That's right. corporate thugging. It's thug you thug. Thug. You being thugged out right there. You being thugged out. You being thugged, thugged out. right there. You know. Yeah. So you keep forgetting. I do. Never. You can never forget. And that's what you know in the Quran it says that you know that 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 man is forgetful. You know. You know, you can't forget the origin of a thing. That's why history is so important. History's barometer to your future. Because without knowing where you come from or what happened, how do you know where to go? You stepping into shit and you don't even know what took place. What see, if you already know, then you know, okay, this this gonna happen. This one gonna do this stupid shit. They about to say something stupid. So let yep. me just calm myself. Yep. Whatever I need to get out of this, and then move on. Know when to hold and know when to fold. You gotta know when it's time to go. You get and you're always planning your next move. You're always planning what okay, you know, and you're gonna have three or four things because of the nature of the way that they do us. And I guess that's the reason why they agreed to integration. Mm-hmm. Take our power away. Because if mm-hmm. you were self-made, mm-hmm. you wouldn't give a damn. Right. You Right. Kiss my ass. My black. That's right. You know, and go on and eat your whatever you eating and do what you gotta do. You know, so you gotta have the courage, you know, and it's it's, again, it's about self. It's what Mm -hmm. you that that insecure and the homelessness, you know, I get that homelessness because I too, you know, I lost my mother when I was three. I lost my father when I was 13. I'm an only child. You know what I'm saying? And I I grew up in an environment, you know, of, um, you know, just emotional abuse. You know what I'm saying? So I left. I had to leave and saying my battery is running low. Okay. 
I had to leave at a certain time. I had to leave that environment. Um, but I always um, was concerned about homelessness. Mm-hmm. I have been concerned about homeless. Where am I going to go? <laughs> and then anxiety and then, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Okay. I don't and I was not. And I and, and we out of time anyway. Like I told, we I usually try to only keep it to an hour, but the conversation was good, so it's not even a it's not even a thing. But you know, I think about that's that scarcity mindset, right? That put puts us into these situations where we feel like we don't have a choice. But you're right, I have plenty of choices, and I can walk away from any relationship, and anybody out here can walk away from any relationship, business personal or otherwise that doesn't serve them and you owe that to yourself you owe it to your yourself. health is your wealth you, your, your wealth, wealth is, is your health. wealth right right you and know as long so, as you're in a good state it? of mind a mental presence of mind and you got the wherewithal to get up and do what you got to do god is going to or yourself within you your god the god within yourself because if you don't have a god that 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 within yourself or your God, it does is not willing to fight to the very end for you. You are serving the wrong God. Absolutely. That goes, that's where it is. That divine in you, the divine power that you have. So I'm not going to keep her shut down anymore. She's out. And I'm going to say thanks to my sis on, on Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, I feel like I'm a person and this probably comes from being, you know, abuse background. I like to have permission or I need permission. You just gave me permission to live out me. I affirmed, and all of my, I affirmed, affirmed what's already in you because nobody can do anything. All they can do is bring out in you what is already in you. That's it. You affirmed it. You affirmed it. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks Iris for hanging out with me today and we'll see you next time.